You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 148. Why is water the most destructive thing to a home? Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Uh, It's March, but it doesn't feel like March. No. It's the Chandra. And so, what do they say? April showers bring May flowers. Well, we're a long way from that. Yeah, usually April or May is when we get our biggest snowstorm. So, we get those leaves a foot of snow on the ground. <laughs> this is this is the moment to advocate for winters in warmer climates. That's what this is. So we are talking about water, even though we're in the tundra and there's ice and snow. But today we're going to talk about why is water the most destructive thing to a home? So this brings up a commercial I saw a few months ago. There's this commercial. I'm not going to say for what insurance company because... Oh, geez. I, because, think, I know because, which one you're talking about. They, they, Unbelievable. They are not sponsored by this podcast, but if they'd like to be, they can reach out to us. We'd be happy to talk about them, but I will leave the insurance company unnamed. And there's this crazy commercial I saw a few months ago where kids are on the top floor of a house. There's a inflatable pool (laughs) the dog is splashing the kids are splashing the floor is covered in water and the whole point of the commercial is the insurance company is like we cover everything including that so yeah (laughs) what did you think of that particular commercial and how does that lead us into this whole topic about water being so destructive what was the first thing i said to you when when i saw that i remember i was like that's so unrealistic and i would like to know because we deal with insurance companies. I'd really like to know if, honestly, that insurance company would cover that. I highly doubt it. No, they would It would be neglect on the, the Complete homeowner. Complete neglect when you have a... You're, you're a swimming a, pool. Yeah. A swimming pool on the top floor, yeah. leaking down to the floor below. Yeah. I mean, just... Yeah. The dog splashing, the kids splashing. I mean, yeah. it's You have electrical issues that are up there, you know, meaning in the ceiling slash floor below that, that pool... I mean, the ceilings would have to, I mean, it would be 
we're talking pretty major mold mitigation job. Now, would they cover the restoration part? Or not restoration, the mop-up, sorry. And for our listeners, what I mean by the mop-up is, is would they come in and try to get it all dried up by a restoration company? They might cover that, but I doubt it. Yeah. But if there was a mold problem, oh, it would be... Be a poop show. Yep. So it's, you know... It's funny that you bring up that commercial because, you know, like you said, water is just so destructive to a home. It causes wood rot. It can cause structural settling, cause mold. I mean, indoor air quality concerns, just all sorts of things. So, Well, and what I think is interesting about that commercial was it took the whole water being destructive to a massive extreme. Mm -hmm. And most people, if they had children and a dog on the top floor flooding the top floor leading to the main floor, they would notice it quickly. But the problem with water being so destructive is that it's not the big massive events like you have a flood that people don't pay attention to. It's all the little moisture intrusion things that happen because of the way people live daily. Yep, habits. That they don't even recognize is destroying their indoor air quality. Yeah, I mean, it... It could be, let's just say, a lack of rain gutters around the entire house mm-hmm. or a rain gutter, a section of rain gutters, say, in a corner that aren't sealed properly. You know it's a problem, but you watch it just drip, drip, drip. Well, that drip, drip, drip could be leading to ice dams in the winter, which would allow water to get in on, into the attic area. It could have your fascia could be rotted. You could have a mold issue in a in a attic, which is not cheap. It's It's a pain in the butt to say the least. Um, and that little drip, drip, drip could have been something major. And like you said, it's interesting they show something like the swimming pool because that's just an isolated event. Mm-hmm. It's not something that's chronic that's always being ignored. But it is. It's it's the little drip, drip, drips that get, get people in trouble. And when I say drip, drip, drips, it could be your kids splashing all the time in the tub. It could be yep. a teenager that never turns on the fan when they're showering in the the whole bathroom's steamed up like a, a steam room, you know. So they need to pay attention because that water, it's not just a mold concern. It's structural issues. Correct. And, and it really goes to every habit. It's where do people take off their winter coats? Where do people take off their winter boots? Where do they leave them? What is the moisture that accumulates? Little drips in the faucet in the kitchen, little water drips around the base of the toilet that you think, ah, it's tile, it's going to be fine. Dogs that splash water all over. Correct. I mean, it could be tons of things. And and people, you know, when we talk about this kind of, or these things, the commercial actually was a good analogy because most of our listeners are like, well, yeah, we don't really think about, you know, anything major until there's a hurricane or a flood or a windstorm blows our part of our shingles off or what anything like that. You know, a a hose bib that you forgot to unhook the hose and it freezes up in the winter and causes a you know, a water pipe break. They ignore the the little drip drip drips, which mm-hmm. is not not a good thing. Absolutely. And even, you know, things where you have uh what are those old fashioned tubs with the claw feet? The clawfoot tub. The clawfoot yeah. tub. A freestanding tub. Freestanding tub that has no enclosure around it, and you're not paying attention to all of the little water that falls over the side of it yep. at night when you're taking a bath. How much time do you let that accumulate before you say there could be something in the subfloor? You don't at all. I mean, as soon as you see that, that that's going on, you have to correct that behavior. And I've seen those those freestanding tubs where they actually have, and some of our listeners might have them, where they actually they make a curtain that goes around the whole thing. 
Okay. Well, just because you have that doesn't mean that you're keeping all the water in no, there. No, no. I mean, it, a freestanding tub for, in my opinion, is for adults that are responsible that aren't going to splash. Um, they're, they're not a good idea. And, you know, for kids, you know, I, I understand everybody can't just go out and buy a hot tub, but if your kids want to splash around in the tub, buy a hot tub and let them do that outside because they can't hurt anything unless it's next to the house. Exactly. But, but yeah, it's, you know, it, it can cause a lot of problems and you don't want to wait. Correct. Period. Correct. And so even down to the kinds of kitchen sinks you choose. Exactly. Uh, pet, whether you use a pedestal sink or a sink in the bathroom that actually has a countertop and cabinets underneath, all of those matter. Yep. Yep. And your countertop, our listeners know this. I cover it in, um, in the books. I know for sure in one, building a mold resistant home. Uh, an all in one countertop for like a bathroom, let's just say it's a 36 inch vanity. You want it all in one where the, the whole countertop and the sink are all one. Yeah. Um, in a kitchen. If you're going to do granite or something like that, you want an undermount. Yeah. And then that way all the water goes down in. You know, a top mount, they're just problematic. And, you know, you silicone around the outside of it, but water still gets underneath there. And if, if you have, like, Formica, then the wood starts getting water damaged and rots and has, has mold. And so there's little things you can do to make sure, you know, if, if you have a top mount sink in your, your kitchen... Just make sure when you're done doing the dishes that you wipe around that sink just to make sure you're not letting water stand there. Absolutely. What about defective windows? I think one place where moisture comes in that a lot of people don't think about are windows that don't close properly. Mm -hmm. And then they get driving rains and they don't think about that as a problem because they're like, well, we'll just pick up the water. But that could cause mold problems, couldn't it? Well, think about... So for our listeners, for that scenario... Think about the water you can't see. So you're on the inside, you're in a bed, let's say it's a bedroom, mm-hmm. and you see that water come in and you're like, well, it's just the driving rains, it doesn't happen all the time. And you see the water pool in there, you grab a towel, you put a towel there. How much water do you think is behind that wall in that wall cavity? Yeah, probably a lot. A lot. Especially if you have a bay window with a window seat. Yep. I mean... You just think about the the moisture damage you cannot see. Correct. I guarantee you I could cut around that window and probably for the scenario you just brought up, there'd be mold or at least water damage and wood rot around that entire window. What about doggy doors and rain coming in through the doggy doors? Yeah, that's obviously an issue. Um, you know, we uh, our doggy door obviously gets windy here, not as bad as some places. But the wind will blow that open, and uh, you can, you know, if you have chronic moisture intrusion concerns, that could happen. Obviously, we make sure we don't have issues. And, you know, we can put the cover on that doggy door from the outside to make sure water's not coming in. Correct. But the doggy door is all sealed. I mean, once again, it goes back to workmanship of who put it in. I don't know that much what I'm doing, but I knew to seal around the doggy door on the outside. Correct. What about, I mean, I think when people think water being the most destructive thing to a home, they do tend to think about baths, uh, sinks, faucets, um, floods, if the water heater, you know, leaks, leaks, that kind of thing. Well, one thing you didn't mention is anything on the exterior. Oh, yeah. Like sprinkler systems that go awry. Or just improper grading. That's true. That water could sit right next to the foundation and cause structural issues. Yeah. If it's in a cold climate, freeze-thaw effect's going to make the, the, the concrete move and 
So yeah, I mean, there's and the reason I wanted to bring that up. That's a foundation. That's your foundation of your home. Correct. We just talked about foundation a couple be weeks serious. ago, or was it last week? I guess I can't remember. I can't remember either. So, last week. but anyhow. <laughs> But yeah, there's all sorts of things. And you talked about sprinklers. There's a lot of times where we deal with mold mitigation because of flower beds and drip systems in a uh, flower bed right next to the foundation. Okay, Not sense. a good idea. Yeah. What about with the roof? Because we've seen places where they had um, shingles that were off and most people thought, oh, you know, just some of the shingles being off. That's not a problem. That can't lead to moisture intrusion. Well, yeah, what, what happens is a lot of people see that the tar paper or the roof underlayment, um, it's not always tar paper, they see that, they think that it's intact, and they're like, oh, it's fine. Or they'll put a tarp over it or whatever. Well, if there's a defect, it needs to be addressed. Now, are there things you can do? Let's just say one of our listeners is like, yeah, and they're talking about me. i got a few shingles missing up on our roof, but I can't afford to replace the roof. Well, if you can't afford it right now, how are you going to afford a mold mitigation job? And if you, you know, my point is you keep kicking the can down the road, you're going to have to deal with it eventually. Now, are there things that listener could do right now? Yeah, you can go buy at your hardware store. You could buy a sealant for a roof and seal that area. Now, that's just a patch. That's just a band-aid. So, you know, but if you ignore it, you're, you're, we're talking on a roof. So you're talking an attic area below that. Then you have a living area below yep. that. You'd be having major problems. And not even know it for a very long yep. time. Yep. Now, what about water that comes in other forms? Obviously in grade school, we learned about water in the form of ice, water as water itself, water as vapor, lots of parents. And I include myself in this used humidifiers with their babies. Yeah. To help help them but humidifiers. <laughs> We've so talked you've got about the humidity that, yeah. and then you've got the moisture, right? Right. right. And you have, you know, like condensation and all that mm-hmm. stuff from hot showers. Um, let's just say, you know, like when I do a mold inspection, especially around here in the winter, and I, I go in and I see that those windows are sweating, um, meaning if there's condensation, well that water has to it doesn't just evaporate. Yeah. It runs down somewhere. Well, where does it go to? Does it go right down to the windowsill? Is it getting behind the walls? You know, humidifiers, we've talked about that. Mm-hmm. I understand that, you know, temporarily, there's nothing wrong with using a humidifier. But if you're chronically keeping the humidity over 60%, how long does it take for mold to start reproducing? Uh, not long. 48 even, hours. Even even in crib mattresses yep. and mattresses. We yep. did a podcast episode about mold and mattresses. Exactly. So, so yeah, be careful. You know, when, when you are, if you decide to, you know, put a humidifier in your, your baby's room. Mm-hmm. And just, and even when you think sleep apnea machines, because don't you put water in the sleep apnea machines? Yes. Does that mean? That, that, you wouldn't be contaminating the air quality in that room per se, but you're breathing it. There's a, uh. there's a famous actor and I don't remember who it is, but, but he does commercials for that, uh, for, for some machine that you put your hose in that cleans it. And that's the concern with, with, with the CPAP machine. Okay. Is the, the hose that runs from the machine to your mask. If you've got mold in there, can you imagine? That would be horrible. All night, you're just breathing oh, in no. that nasty, cruddy air quality. That would be horrible. You know, and that, that's something that, you know, let's just say for our listeners that use CPAP machines, make sure that, that you're, I don't know what the, 
timelines are, but they send you supplies to replace. But make sure like that hose, I don't know if it's once a year, make sure you're having that replaced. And even between then, make sure you're cleaning it and sanitizing it because that's the last thing you want is mold in your CPAP. Absolutely. So it sounds like what you're saying is, is, is it's important for people to remember that water in any and every form is destructive to a home. Exactly. And we have them in our homes. So there's, you know, less our listeners want to go back to the old days and go to an outhouse and bring buckets of water in from the creek or whatever creek depends on where you're from. That's true. Uh, we're going to have, we have to learn how to live with that. And it brings, you know, the mold epidemic. That's why I believe we experience it is because of the way we live nowadays. So, you're going to have water in your home. Make sure, doesn't matter what if it's a humidifier or not, just make sure that you're not contributing to a mold concern, a structural concern, nothing like that. And and I think this brings up the whole idea of consultations. I think sometimes people go to cnccontractorservices.com, they look up the mold consultations and they think, oh, so I've got to have a mold problem to do a consult. But you also do consultations with clients to help them assess what habits are they doing right. what, that that could cause a mold problem and what habits should they be switching to that could prevent right. the problem. Right. Your, your mold consultation, it's a 90-minute consultation. And, it, yeah, it's going to be geared around mold, but we you don't have to have a mold problem per se. And the price of that consultation will be way cheaper than a mold problem down the road. And we can go over... You know, and it, it's sometimes difficult. The husband and wife are on the call and or whatever it is, the Zoom. And, you know, they want to say, well, she takes these really hot showers and, you know, there's finger pointing starts to happen. But at the end of the day, we explain or I explain why that habit of a hot shower and no humidity gauge is not good. So, like you said, they don't have to have a mold problem. We can we we can say here, here's your action plan. If you do this, this, and this, fix your grading outside, do whatever, you can prevent a mold concern. Exactly. So now that people know how destructive water is and how much can be covered in a mold consultation, what is your call to action for them? Well, you brought up humidifiers. Let's look at some of your personal habits that you have. Maybe it's a shower. Maybe it's splashing, kids splashing around the tub. Make sure that you look at those things, you recognize it, and you say, hey, I'm going to explain to my kids why that splashing is not a good idea. Simple. Very, very simple. So pay attention. Yep. Notice your habits. And change it if it's not. Change it. And if you're unsure, get a mold consultation. Exactly. You heard it from the expert. We'll catch you in the next episode. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.